From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. It's really been eye-opening to me as I've looked organization to organization to organization, how far behind I think in healthcare we really are in um, not only leveraging data and making data very, very transparent across the entire organization and setting goals that are truly objective for leaders and, and for staff, but using that not as a weapon, but to use that as a, uh, I'll say more of a carrot and a, uh, a cultural framework to build upon to say, guys, we can succeed and we can achieve more together. And this is where we're at and this is where we need to be. And this is why more importantly, we need to be there and what it can do for you and how it can impact you and the purpose that we all share together of, of delivering great care to patients. That's Carl Sundberg, CEO of Catalyst Medical Group, talking about leveraging data-driven solutions for your organization. We'll hear more from Carl in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsors. Are you still asking your patients how did you hear about us? Listen, there are better ways to track that. Your great reputation, fantastic website, and amazing advertising campaigns don't matter if you don't bring in new patients. If you're not collecting data on your marketing efforts, you're wasting your marketing spend. Visit get.socialclimb.com MGMA to learn how Social Climb's platform helps you get more patients with data-backed marketing that tracks patients from first touch to a scheduled visit and beyond. Are you looking to grow your career? Join MGMA for the Financial Management Certificate Program on August 9th through the 11th. This MGMA Certificate Program is an in-depth online learning experience that provides healthcare leaders with a mastery of financial management concepts. Go to mgma.com slash events to learn more and to register today. Our guest today is Carl Sundberg, CEO of Catalyst Medical Group. Carl is here today to talk about the sources of private data that are leveraged to answer questions, create solutions, and drive performance in your organization. Carl is also a featured speaker at MGMA's Leaders Conference in Boston, which will be held October 9th through the 12th. Well, Carl, thanks so much for joining the MGMA Insights podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks, Dan. You got it. Now, you are CEO of Catalyst Medical Group. That's in Lewiston, Idaho. Um, give us an idea of the size and scope of the practice and really what your focus has been since you've been there. Sure. Uh, so I joined the organization in August of last year, uh, taking over for actually two CEOs that were retiring um, after having brought together this multi-specialty medical group. Um, the group's actually been together for five years um, and operated kind of under a dual CEO uh, divisional uh, separation for that entire time. 
Um, and it, they got into the point where, you know, there are about 50 providers. They have a surgery center, a multi, you know, it's a multi-specialty medical group, truly, um, plus some ancillary services and things. Um, and the group decided they really wanted to take the organization kind of to that next level. One of the key hallmarks of this organization is in the state of Idaho, at least, they've been huge on already leveraging data to increase their position uh, as it pertains to value-based programs. So uh, looking at various different risk arrangements with payers and uh, population health type of uh, programs. And it was one of the things that drew me to this organization because I knew that they were already used to leveraging data to drive performance in certain key areas and be innovative. Um, and some of the things I heard from them truly were innovative in what they were doing. And they've been a leader in Idaho as a result of it uh, around those types of things. So now I'm looking at more of bringing together more of the cultural drive of the organization and uh, really more of the strategic marketing uh, market position um, looking at growth and operational efficiency, maintaining our position as a, as a quality leader uh, and population health performance, and then driving, you know, all of those things, hopefully leading to continued and, and improved financial performance. So, oh, all right. Well, thanks for that, Carl. Now, in reading about you, you have really focused on healthcare transformation. Um, you have, over the last decade, you've worked on optimizing healthcare operations. You've done this at both hospitals and at medical groups. Wanted to talk to you about that and hear your thoughts because you have moved from some different organizations over the last decade or so. Have you found any common themes where these organizations need improvement, where they need a little bit of transformation, so to speak? I mean, sure. Every... You know, every organization is is different, right? If you've seen one healthcare organization, you've seen health, one healthcare organization. Um, that having been said, there definitely are things that I've seen from commonalities. Uh, I think that just stem from, you know, healthcare in general. I've been in healthcare for, gosh, almost 25 years, some of that in the military. And, and even there, we've been behind most industries in terms of our ability to leverage technology and data to drive performance. You know, a lot of other industries have been leveraging data and, and looking at goal-driven type of performance. You look at sales, right? In almost any sales, um, you look at uh, uh, manufacturing and their ability to calculate efficiency and quality right down to the second even and, and safety measures and all of those types of things. And um, it, it's really been eye-opening to me as I've looked organization to organization to organization, how far behind I think in healthcare we really are in um, not only leveraging data and making data very, very transparent across the entire organization and setting goals that are truly objective for leaders and, and for staff, but using that not as a weapon, but to use that as a, uh, I'll say more of a carrot and a, uh, a cultural framework to build upon to say, guys, we can succeed and we can 
achieve more together. And this is where we're at and this is where we need to be. And this is why more importantly, we need to be there and what it can do for you and how it can impact you and the purpose that we all share together of, of delivering great care to patients. Um, I think that I've, it's, it's been one of those things that's been a little bit eye-opening that um, as much as we talk about leadership development and engagement in healthcare and engaging our workforce, um, the fact that we haven't, I think, sometimes leveraged those types of things has somewhat been self-limiting um, in terms of our ability to un unleash true engagement in our organizations and get our people uh, the information they need to be innovative and, and generate ideas about how we can improve this, uh, this area of performance in our organization because we're not even putting the information out there about that stuff that we're maybe underperforming in. Um, and who do we benchmark against, right? Do we benchmark against ourselves? Do we benchmark against other organizations? How are we measuring whether or not we're actually having the impact we, we want? Uh, and our, how do our team members know about what needs to be fixed? So it, it becomes a lot of, without all of those pieces connecting together, I find that organizations I've seen um, never quite get that true engagement of their workforce uh, to get innovative and problem solve and, and truly seek uh, continuous performance improvement as a culture. Um, anyway. Okay. Well, let's talk about it from another angle. I saw in reading about you that you did earn your Lean Six Sigma Green Belt. How have those processes, those six Lean Six Sigma processes, helped you help organizations transform? Sure. Um, now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a qualifier here and say I am not a Lean Six Sigma expert. Right? Okay. okay. I got the green belt quite a while ago, and and I never really functioned in a role where I was continuously operating and using that. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of green belts out there who have forgotten more than I ever know. Right. <clears throat> but uh, that having been said, for me, going through that process and having done several projects. It's allowed me to even mentor other leaders under me who, and know the value of it as a CEO, right? In, in my leadership positions, know what an impact that it can make. Um, I'll tell you, it has been hugely impact, impactful to me just to get me into process thinking, right? Okay. Um, in general, and to be able to recognize that many times the issues that are happening in a specific department or that are happening across the organization systemically aren't a people problem. They come down to a process problem. <laughs> and sometimes if we look to where even staff are, are acting out or are behaving badly, I'm using air quotes, I know you won't be able to see that in the podcast, but a lot of times it, those are born out of frustrations in their work environment that are driven by or processes and really nobody knowing how to fix it. And we constantly hear this in healthcare where providers are approaching burnout and stuff. And part of that being driven by, well, let's just be honest about it. 
they come to us as leaders and managers and administrators and say, I've got this problem. And uh, six months later, a year later, three years later, God forbid, but they are still facing that same problem. And it's not fault. Uh, and, you know, we're not able to identify the problem, know how to measure whether or not it, we're improving it and report out on how well we're doing it at improving that problem. And that's really one of the basic tenets of Lean Six Sigma. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm not here to, to, to say that everyone should go out and get that certifications, but I think that healthcare should be doing even more in our practices and in our hospitals to be promoting that um, and, under, and having more people throughout the organization understand the symbiotic relationship and simultaneous difference that exists between lean and Six Sigma con concepts. So. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about uh, something else here because I, I alluded to the idea, the fact really that you have had some really exponential growth over the last decade plus in moving to new opportunities, new challenges in taking over uh, different leadership roles at organizations. What I want to ask you about is when you get there, because I want you to be able to help other leaders when they make changes and when they make moves in their careers, when you make those moves, what are the questions that you ask first? What are you looking for? Uh, boy, um, <laughs> you know, not really. I, I'll, I'll say it, it somewhat puts me on the spot. Every organization has been a little different. Uh, I, I usually am asking questions to, to try and understand what's most important to providers and staff, right? And I don't want to exclude my leaders from that because what's important and what's kind of getting in their way is, is usually pretty apparent. And the other thing I'll say is most leaders I've met with or, or met are not shy about sharing what their challenges are, sharing what their problems are. Um, and believe it or not, I sometimes feel like <clears throat> it's the uh, uh, age old, if two people would just sit down and talk, they'd probably realize they have more in common than, than they realize. And I find I get a lot of the same issues from physicians by just sitting down with them, providers, uh, and asking the same questions. So by the time I do sit down with the management team and the leaders, the messages usually match up pretty close, or at least the underlying issues are there. But I focus on, you know, things like what are the processes that seem to get in your way in terms of taking care of patients and what do you go home and complain around the kitchen table or, uh, you know, the dining room table, or I guess in today's culture on the couch, right? And dinner <laughs> together. You know, what do you complain about to your staff or to your spouse at home or your significant other at home? Um, you know, things like, what information have you wish you had and, and what are the uh, areas where you feel like you're blind to know exactly how your business is performing or how our business is performing? Um, and just some questions like that that start to help me get at a, 
a sense of where are the gaps and where might be the core problem areas that we need to dig in and, and start focusing on? And, and are those, usually I find that they are uh, an amalgamation of, of system and process, process issues combined with um, cultural and, and leadership alignment. Okay. I'm, I had to start laughing when you're talking about when you get home and you, you know, go to the kitchen table or the dinner table or the now the couch or whatever. I was just thinking just I go home and uh, have these two chihuahuas that uh, I just want to say to them, why didn't anybody else understand me quite like you do? <laughs> and then they They're just look listeners. up at me and wag their tail and I go, oh, you want to be fed. Okay. <laughs> if life could only be that easy, but uh our um, pets are great listeners that way, right? They really you know? are. We <laughs> and we have to listen to them too, you know. Do you want food or do you want to be taken outside to, you know? <laughs> um, I want to go back to uh what you talked about, which is just startling. And it's talking about leveraging data and why healthcare is so far behind in that regard to some other industries. But when we think about that and when you're at an organization, how are you leveraging data? And what I mean by that is really, what are the KPIs that you're examining to be able to do that? Well, I'll tell you, you know, that has been my experience up to this point. I will say in the past three to five years with so many more solutions moving to the cloud, um, it's interesting the the what I'm seeing, and I'm not, an IT expert, although I've been accused of being kind of a, a geek. Um, and so I, I own that badge proudly. Uh, I love geeking out on the fact that we're seeing so many of the, these cloud-based make accessing data through web APIs and being able to share it through different tools. No longer do you really have to be someone who can go out and write SQL queries in a crystal report. Right. That used to be 2005, 2008, even all the way up to 2015, I feel like um, you really had to know what you were doing to go in there and write these queries to get the data out in some sort of a, a meaningful format. Or you had to know Excel and pivot tables and really know how to do pivot charts and all that. We're getting to a point where there are enough interoperabilities between some of these systems now. Uh, with us moving to the cloud, the data is there. We just got to be willing to maybe go spend a little bit of money that we haven't spent in the past um, and maybe go in and spend some time really focusing on developing what are the things that we want to be looking at. So for me, I'm looking, you know, I, I constantly want to be looking at volumes and utilization data. So bill rates, no-shows, kept appointments, daily scheduling demand calls and scheduling um, expenses on a per FTE and net medical revenue percent, you know, percentage of net medical revenue over time. Uh, also looking at each of those at a benchmarked goal, right? What's our goal, internal, external benchmarks about how are we managing expenses? Um, charge and charge per visit um, per FTE, um, adjustments and adjustments per visit net medical revenue and net medical revenue per visit, you know, trending all of those things monthly um, and 
trying to wherever possible set an internal and external benchmark for those things. Um, revenue cycle KPIs, my gosh. Uh, I could take up a whole podcast probably on just talking about revenue cycle KPIs, but most practices I would hope know those by now. If you don't, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we know what, uh, if we do a follow-up episode, we know what we'll do. And we have had several rev cycle um, podcasts over the years, yeah. but what we've found is the appetite is for them. So it's taking yeah. some different angles, some different, um, you know, viewpoints on how we want to address uh, rev cycle. And maybe we take a deep dive into the leveraging the data for successful rev cycle management. Who knows? We could, we, you're totally right though. We could do an entire show on that. So I do feel like most software vendors are getting pretty good about having good data analytics and KPI mm -hmm. management within the revenue cycle components specifically of most, most of the vendors are getting pretty decent at that. Right. That's a great point. And that, again, that could be an additional element to look at there and how to, how to ask the right questions or how to shop for the right RevCycle vendor and partner there as well. So there's some different Absolutely. angles here to look at. One thing I do want to ask you before we sign off here, I would love for you to tell our audience um, about an upcoming speaking session that you've got. You are one of our featured speakers at MGMA's Leaders Conference. That's going to be held in Boston. Your particular uh, session will be Monday, October 10th. The entire uh, event will be October 9th through the 12th. Um, your session is titled Creating a Data-Driven High-Performance Culture. Um, you've talked a lot about that already, but uh, for, our, for our listeners who may be thinking about going to Boston or who already are signed up, but they're concurrent sessions and they don't know which one to go to, uh, Give, sell us on it. What's your elevator pitch? What can they learn from your session? What is one takeaway you really want to provide them with? Well, I'll tell you uh, just a little plug. This will be my 15th national conference that I will have gone to. And the first time I've at, actually gotten to become a speaker, but I, I guess that's natural, right? As you continue to go, you start to get to the point where you're now sharing information as much as you are learning it. Um, and uh, I'm excited to have the opportunity to speak. Uh, my real hope is that uh, users can, or uh, or attendees can walk away with a realistic understanding about how to drive the uh, transformation of their cultures into being more of a data-driven alignment, accountable and innovative culture. Um, it really promotes unlocking the engagement potential of all their staff um, and just understanding the, the important role of data and data transparency in, in helping to drive that. Uh, I'm a true believer that without really measuring your success and measuring your performance, it's hard to do that. Um, you know, I know we don't have much more time, but um, I can tell you I have at a couple of organizations that I'll share some examples during the presentation where we actually uh, leveraged data to drive improvements. And mm -hmm. it spans everywhere from patient and uh, patient engagement to provider and staff engagement to just 
things as simple as driving down no-shows and solution solving and trying different approaches with no-show management, um, but leveraging data as the output of how are we actually trending at, at making this improvement. So um, that's really what I'm hoping to share with people, give some examples, give some tools, um, give some suggestions about how they might be able to take actionable things back to their organization. I know that's one of the things I appreciate most about any session I'm listening to is, um, is having something tangible that I can take back. Mm -hmm. and, and I do want to say uh, that's a, that's a win-win for us uh, in hearing you talk about what your session is about and talking about your, your path as well to be someone who attended roughly 15 or so events yourself, but then you're actually able to leverage the information that you've soaked in and absorbed over those 15 or so events, and then to be able to spin that and to be a speaker. I mean, that's got to be pretty dang fulfilling for you, right? It's exciting. It, it really is. This is taking my uh, MGMA, you know, conference attendance this year to uh, a little bit of a different place and an, it's an exciting transformation in my in my own career so excited to be there excited to talk to folks uh look forward to this hopefully not being my last time i'm there speaking so <laughs> all right well carl i can't wait to shake your hand there or bow or whatever we're allowed to do <laughs> in this environment but in boston i can't wait to meet you and uh sit in on your session and learn from you and just be part of that because i love i am also a lifelong learner i think everybody that tunes into the mgma podcast is also someone who wants to continuously improve and learn new things and so thanks so much for uh sharing your story with us and for sharing these insights on the mgma insights podcast my pleasure thanks for having me dan and uh hope to see you there well that's going to do it for this episode of insights thanks to our guest Carl Sundberg, CEO of Catalyst Medical Group. You can hear Carl as a featured speaker at MGMA's Leaders Conference in Boston, which will be held there October 9th through the 12th. Go to mgma.com slash events to register. We also want to thank Social Climb and MGMA Events for sponsoring this week's show. If you're not collecting data on your marketing efforts, you're wasting your marketing spend. Visit get.socialclimb.com slash MGMA to learn how Social Climb's platform helps you get more patients with data-backed marketing that tracks patients from first touch to a scheduled visit and beyond. And join MGMA for the Financial Management Certificate Program, August 9th through the 11th. This MGMA Certificate Program is an in-depth online learning experience that provides healthcare leaders with a mastery of financial management concepts. Go to mgma.com events to learn more and to register today. And if you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com.
com slash listen. And if you want to add to the conversation or suggest experts for us to interview, email us at podcast at mgma.com or you can find me on Twitter at MGMA Daniel. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Declan McGee, one of the producers for the MGMA Insights Podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. Thanks.